Hello, friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 28th day of October. I'm Paul, and thanks for joining me as we continue our journey in the Gospel of Luke. It's Saturday. Let me tell you about the sermon you can expect to listen to if audio is your preferred choice for Sunday sermons. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. If you like video, uh, we post that as well. And you might want to check this one out. This is our first sermon from our new location, our new church plant. We are currently meeting at the Legacy Event Center in Irmo, South Carolina. The Garden Church of the Midlands started up on the 15th day of October. The sermon that you will see tomorrow is from that first weekend. We are working through the Apostles' Creed, and we ministered on the suffering Savior. This is from the line, he suffered under Pontius Pilate. So we spend a little time with why is Pontius Pilate even mentioned, and it's important for several reasons. We get into that, but, but mostly the Jesus that suffered on our behalf. Jesus is wounded and pressed and crushed. And for what? And of course, we know it's for us, for all that ails us, for all that's wrong with us. And he invites us into suffering with him. And we talk about why and how that's important. And I, I, I had a tremendous time with this word. Uh, I hope and pray that you can sense uh, the atmosphere there. We're, we're working on every little aspect of our meeting together, but we're doing it probably in the most unconventional of ways. We are just slowly stepping into what worship looks like for us. We're slowly stepping into what this group hopes to see uh, and encounter when they come together. We're trying to create a, a space where you can uh, see a loving Father and encounter the finished work of Jesus. I really want to encourage you, if you if you missed it, I just posted a collection of videos on Wednesday of this week called Introduction to the Garden Church of the Midlands. And that was 30, I don't know, 38 minutes long or so. And it's several clips. It's me addressing the, the viewer directly. Then it's a little interview about the Garden Church. And then it's a couple of clips of me addressing the group in our old location about what we're about to endeavor. And then it's one more little clip of me directly to the audience. It's, they're just simultaneous, back-to-back. Back. You, you don't have to have video. You can listen to the audio version, which is here on wherever your podcast feed is. Go back this week and look at Introduction to the Garden Church of the Midlands, and I think that will give you a good insight into what's going on and what we're doing in this season. But I encourage you to check out tomorrow's sermon, The Suffering Savior, and the encounter that I pray that you have with Jesus as you listen to this begins a process of your own sufferings becoming, let me say that differently, your own sufferings being placed into the wounds of Christ so that you can have the healing and the wholeness that he promises us by his stripes we are healed. Okay, Luke chapter 2, we are at the 15th verse and we are going to conclude the encounter that the shepherds have with the angels the, the yesterday we closed with 14 where there's it's glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men verse 15 so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another let us let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass 
which the Lord has made known to us. And so they're going to go and do what they were challenged to do, which is to go test. And so it's nothing wrong with testing the word that's been given to you. Sometimes God will give you proofs of it and encourage you to look at the proofs of it. And it doesn't mean you are not a believer because you look for the proof. He told Mary, uh, well, if you want to know if this is right or not, go to your friend Elizabeth's house. And if she's with child, you'll know you're going to be with child. That was a proof. The proof here is you're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. So they go to do exactly what they were told, which is to, to make sure that this is the case. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. So you notice they forego sharing the information that they've heard in the fields until they can prove it for themselves. And now we don't get this opportunity in the physical. We don't physically reach out and touch the nail-scarred hands of Jesus like Thomas does in the in the Gospel of John. But we do speak of that which we've encountered. We don't we don't just speak of that which we've intellectually we've heard or that we think we know. And when we do, we get ourselves into trouble. So it's best not to to share things you're only kicking around, at least not in a forum um, with people you don't know or with strangers, but evangelism, the taking out of this gospel to try and persuade or influence someone else is really only done properly after you've been convinced. So Saul becomes Paul, (laughs) Saul of Tarsus, transformed into the Apostle Paul, goes out to tell of what's happened to him once he's convinced of what's happened to him. Even Paul who has a life-changing encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, goes three days to the house of Ananias and sits. And after three days, the scales fall off his eyes, and then he goes and shares. And you could say, well, he had to have the scales off his eyes first. But that, that might just be the story's way of saying, you need to spend some time with this. And then when you are persuaded, fully persuaded, then you go. And now that they're fully persuaded... They go, verse 18, and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And then this next verse has always been special to me. This jumps out to me, verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. This is, I I sit here kind of amazed as I stare at this verse. I, I was out on my morning walk today and I encountered someone from my neighborhood who we stopped and talked for a little while. And we got to talking about the Lord, which is not entirely unusual with this individual. So we had a pleasant little conversation about God and Jesus. And he, he made mention of how he really just needs time to process things. So he gets kind of overwhelmed with them. And I said, well, you know, there's a moment when the angel visits Mary when she ponders the things in her heart. And I knew I was going to do the podcast today, but I didn't really think about where that verse falls. And then I get home and I get set in my office and I start doing the podcast and I come across this verse right here in verse 19. I was wrong when I told this man this morning 
that she pondered them in her heart after she heard from the angels. She actually ponders them in her heart after the shepherd's visit. So it's sort of like after all this hustle and bustle of the last year, she now has time to set and stir these things over in her heart. That stirring over in her heart is what prompts the rest of her life. Then the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. Tomorrow, we get into the circumcision of Jesus. Have a great day. God bless.